This is the Dealer News Today podcast, the podcast for automotive executives and the professionals who support them. Hey, folks, and welcome to Dealer News Today. You're here. I'm here. It's August. It's summer. It's hot out there. But I tell you, we keep it cool in here, all right? Okay, yes, I know, that was corny. But I hope you're having a great day because we got a great episode for you. This is episode seven of season six. But of course, you know, you could listen to all the great past episodes and seasons of DNT at dealernewstoday.com or, you know, wherever you get your podcast. Simple as that. Uh, make sure you follow us on social media at dealernewstoday. I am your host, Derek D. And uh, if you happen to be in Europe, Look out for a bunch of VW commercials that I'm in. And uh, if you're not in Europe, well, you could check some of them out on my Instagram. And you can get to that by going to DerekD.com. All right, let's jump right into it. My guest today, he's in the family biz, owning multiple dealerships in the greater Detroit area. He's the owner of Royal Oak Ford and the COO of Hall Automotive Group. I'm talking about none other than Eddie Hall III. Eddie, how you doing, man? Thanks for coming on DNT. Good. How are you? Thank you for having me. Excited to be here. Yeah, absolutely. So first off, you you're are you originally from Michigan, right? I know you live in Michigan currently. That's correct. Yeah, yeah. Born and raised in, in Metro Detroit, and um, you know, stayed here through college. Went to University of Michigan. So I've, I've been a, a Michigander my entire life. <laughs> a Michigander. And it's always funny when people are from Michigan. I have family that lives in Michigan as well, and they say where they're from. They just hold up their hand and point to a certain area. Exactly. <laughs> on right. their hand. <laughs> <laughs> it's I, I I'm in Jersey. And um, it's if, if you're from Jersey, people just naturally say, "Oh, what exit are you?" <laughs> you know, that's it's like it's kind of like you know those those same things. But uh, yeah, I've I've been to Detroit a handful of times, um, mainly for the auto shows. Uh, and uh, yeah, Detroit Detroit's Detroit's a fun city. I mean, I feel like sometimes it gets a bad rap, but uh, I, I've had fun there. You know what? I, I recently just moved um, downtown Detroit myself, and it's just so fun to see. There's so much growth and and, and so much going on. It's- terms of building and and, and and business and infrastructure and, and, and investment in the city. So it's, it's really fun to kind of see the revitalization of, of the city of Detroit. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's, 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 it's on the come up for sure right now. Um, you know, cause, uh, and, and that's, and that's great. You know, like you said, the revitalization of it. Um, so, uh, I know you went to university of Michigan, obviously you're Wolverine, you're a football and basketball fan. Uh, are you a Detroit Lions fan as well? I am. You know what? I mean, there's a lot of excitement going into the season this year for, for the Lions. And, um, you know, I, I'm excited. I, I happen to live a couple of blocks from, <laughs> from the stadium. So I'll definitely get to a couple of games and, and be rooting them on throughout the, the course of the season. Nice. Yeah, you know, you're right. Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm eager to see how Detroit does this year. I'm a big New York Giants fan. So we have a very, uh, this year is going to be very interesting. We're looking good. So we'll see what happens. But yeah. Anyway, uh, we could, yeah, you know, uh, we could talk about football all day, but we're here to talk about you and uh, what you do in the automotive world. So as I said in the beginning, you are the owner of Royal Oak Ford, and you're the chief operating officer of Hall Automotive Group. Um, first off, Hall Automotive, now it, that's, it's family run, right? It's correct, yeah. So my father started our company uh, back in 1968. Um, and, and mm-hmm. has kind of just been in, in the automotive business, you know, in his entire adult life as, as have I. So we have four dealerships across greater Metro Detroit. Um, and, um, nice. So are you yeah. looking to, I mean, I, I probably are, I mean, everyone is, are you looking to expand to more dealerships and get some more rooftops or, you know, if, if the price is right? Cause I know mergers and acquisitions are, are pretty crazy right now, or at least it was. 
Absolutely. So that's one of the things that my position and I focus on is expansion opportunities and, and looking at buy sales. So, you know, I get lots of buy sales that, that come across my desk and, and we're always looking for the, the right opportunity to, to expand our footprint. Yeah, of course. I mean, that 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 makes sense, obviously. So I asked this question to uh, this first question almost to everyone that's on the show. So you're the owner of Royal Oak Ford dealership and but you're also the COO of Hall Automotive Group. So what is your day to day like and what does a day in the life look like for you? Are you mainly at the Royal Oak dealership? You know, uh, to day to day, or are you kind of that's hopping what, around? Yeah, it's, it's it's funny. That That's actually one of the things I love about the car business is, is that no day looks the same. Um, Royal Oak Ford is our headquarters, mm-hmm. our headquarters location, but I hop around between all, all four of our, our stores. Um, and luckily, um, I'm fortunate that we're all pretty close. I mean, my dealerships are all within about 20 minutes of each other. So in, in any given day, I might visit two or three of the dealerships in one day. Um, but oh, I, okay. you know, I spend a lot of time, uh, like I said, at each of the stores, and then I do a lot of external work too, serving on, on boards for, um, automotive associations and and actually on the Ford National Dealer Council. So I spent a lot of time working with our OEM partners nice. and with uh, dealer partners and, and and really the the broader dealer network across the country. Oh wow. Nice. Well congrats on all that. Um are all your dealerships Ford dealerships? No. So we represent Ford and then also Chrysler Dodge Jeep brand. Oh okay. So some variety there. That's always good of course. Uh so so when your father started the business, was that because he just, you know, loved cars? Are you both car guys or are you more interested in the business side of things? Like what's uh, what's the story there? So a little bit of both, actually. Um, you know, the, the, the car business is the only business my dad has ever been in. So he started off um, working at a used car lot in Detroit um, on liver noise as a teenager and uh, stuck, mm. stuck with that kind of, you know, uh, uh, went from um, being a porter there to a salesperson to eventually purchasing it. Um, and so it's the only business he's ever known. Um, I think we complement each other very, very well because he is, he's the, he's the car guy. He's the sales guy. He, he enjoys, I mean, even to this day on a day-to-day basis, you see him out on the, on the showroom floor interacting with customers. He's a people person. And he loves it. Um, I'm the business, I'm the business guy. So I have a, you know, I went to business school. <laughs> I'm an accountant by trade. Um, you know, yeah, right. I read that you have a, your, your CPA as well, right? Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, I sort of, yeah. I, I deal with the finances and the operations and, and the business ops side of it. Um, and, and not that I don't love cars too, because again, my, you know, I, my dad got in the business before I was even born. So I've always grown up in and around the retail automotive business and have fallen in love with it. Um, but I attack, yeah. I attack it from sort of the financial and business ops um, aspect. Right. I feel like you, uh, you're, you're a numbers guy and you love numbers and all that stuff and Ex- like that exactly. aspect of the, of the business. <laughs> it, it's funny because I'm like terrible at math. I don't want to deal with numbers at all. Uh, and then there's some people that just love that, like love a good, nice spreadsheet or whatever, you know, right. and uh, <laughs> keep everything in order. They love that organization. I mean, I'm organized, but I just, yeah, I'm, I'm the opposite, but that's, that's really cool. So I would imagine that you grew, obviously, like you said, you grew up around the dealership your, with your dad. Uh, did you like, you know, cause a lot of people sometimes they work all kinds of different jobs on their way up, um, to, you know, ending up owning a dealership or owning multiple dealerships. Uh, is that kind of what you did? Absolutely. You like know, helping out with your dad when you were a kid? A- yeah, absolutely. Every, every, every job around the store I've done, you know, I can remember kind of growing up even in, in, in elementary and middle school, my favorite thing to do was on a Saturday to, to go to work with my dad. Um, and so he would, you know, <laughs> we'd wake up, my brother and I wake up and we, we'd go to, go to work with our dad and, and do our jobs around the store. 
and you know we did lunch and 20 bucks at the end of the day and it, it was it was great um and so those are some of the yeah that's the awesome. best memories i have oh that's great yeah those those core memories that's good stuff you mentioned your brother is it a, is it is it like the whole family like is your brother involved too if you have any other siblings are they involved as well he is so my, my younger brother is is involved um in the business as well he runs operations at our royal oak forest store oh okay so yeah it really is a family affair Exactly. <laughs> now, does that, you know, sometimes that's, that could be, that's great, but sometimes that could be a little, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a good and a bad, I think for the, from the family aspect, right? Because like, you know, say you, you don't agree with something and then you're at the dinner table during Thanksgiving and you're like, you know, you know, it, do, do you find it better or sometimes it could be a little more challenging? No, I mean, you know, there, there's, there's goods and bads to it for sure. I mean, you know, to your point, um, it's, it's when you're in your, when you're in a family business, it's, it's sometimes tough to leave work at work and it, it does come home. Yeah, Does it go home with you? It does come home. Yeah. But, you know, I think we've done a really, really good job of, we all have sort of unique skill sets. And we've done a really good job of sure. dividing and conquering and, and playing to our strengths and, and and realizing, you know, who has the expertise where and and um, allowing that expertise to shine for for each of us. Um, and so I think it, that's good. it really works out well. Yeah, I mean, that, I think that's good. Utilize your your strengths and then, uh, you know, put you in those positions to do it the best you can for the business as a whole. And it sounds like obviously you guys know what you're doing. I mean, you got four dealerships and uh, you're looking to expand more. So you're definitely doing you're doing it all right. Um, has your dealership dealerships, uh, how, how have they been doing lately on the supply front? Are you still experiencing, I mean, everyone's, I guess, experiencing shortages like everyone else, uh, but, um, have you adjusted to that now? And is, is that as big of a problem anymore or you just, you're just rolling with it? No, you know what? It's, it is, it's, it's interesting. I mean, no one sort of foresaw or thought that we would get into an inventory crisis, a chip crisis. I mean, these are things that we just have never experienced before. Um, yeah. But I'd say, you know, as of late, um, inventory is getting better. It's, it's starting to recover. So we're starting to see some cars on the lot. You know, you can actually go outside and, and pick up, pick up, pick out a car now versus, I mean, there were points in time where I was getting calls where people were asking, were we closed? Because there was just not a car in stock. Um, but, wow, yeah. you, you know, we've adjusted and the customers adjusted too. I mean, I, you, you think about it, not just in the automotive industry, but, everything furniture appliances people are kind of accustomed to right. ordering a bit more now and waiting um so i think the the buying habits have changed a bit but um it, it is nice to, to see inventory levels start starting to rebound and, and to actually have some some cars on the lot to, to sell yeah definitely i mean people like you know listen like I, I i get it with technology and ordering online and you know, ordering your car online and all that and but you know the, there's something about going to the dealership seeing the car you want and being like, that's the one. It's right there. Like, look at that. I mean, I always want to be able to go. Like, I would love to get the paperwork and all that stuff done beforehand. So I, when you go to a dealership, you're not there for hours filling out all that stuff. And I've said this on the show a million times. I don't understand why they still got that printer in that back room that still prints like with the with the perforated edges. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, my <laughs> like, God. It, it's wild. Like that old, it is. I feel, like, why is that still a thing? You know what I mean? Like, that should not be. I feel like, you know, we have to be one of the most antiquated industries out there, the automotive industry. And, I, you know, we're doing a lot of work to, to update and to change and to modernize. Um, but it's it's definitely a process. Um, you know, I think that COVID yeah. and the whole pandemic sort of pushed us to lean into digital experiences and and to learn to to modernize some. But we still got we still got some work to do to 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 modernize. Yeah, and I think you know by we I mean you mean all dealerships across the country as a whole. Correct. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, uh, so what do you think about this? There were so many cars on the lots pre-COVID, right? And then there was no, like, no cars, and now it's a lot better, getting a lot better. Um, but what do you think it needs to get back to? Does it need to get back to where there were so many brand new cars on dealership lots, or are you finding that you don't really need that many anymore, and you could find a, uh, you know, a happy medium? And I guess if you don't have as many cars. Uh, then the incentives kind of go down for buyers, which has been the case lately. But, uh, you know, what do you think about all that? I, yeah, I sure hope that you're right. And we, we do get to a happy medium. You know, I mean, definitely don't want to go back to, to 2020 where I'm looking out the window and no. they're not a car in sight. But um, I yeah. do think that there's a there's a good balance. I mean, we you know, we kind of got loose with some inventory practices and everybody probably had too many cars um, in stock. And it was just sort of an inefficient model. And so I think we've we've learned from yeah. it, and we we've learned that we can operate um, just as well with with fewer cars. And you know I don't think we're at that point yet to to the happy balance, but we're moving in the right direction. And I, I sure hope that the new trend going forward is is a happy medium between what we have now and and where we were. Um, yeah, I think I think so too. I think yeah, for sure. I think that's the move because it just seemed like some of these dealerships just so many brand new cars like. You just don't need that many, especially with when you can order it online. And, you know, I mean, there's certain cars, obviously, if you're ordering the new Chevy C8 Corvette, that's going to that's going to take a while for you to get because the demand is so high. But, you know, if you're going to get just a, you want a Ford F-150 or, you know, you want a, um, I feel like I, I see Ford dealerships around me and there's a lot more Broncos now just on the lot, which is before it was like impossible to get. Exactly. Yeah. We have a couple sitting on our lot now. Um, but to your point, you know, some of the, the more um, commoditized vehicles, that's the one thing that the, the OEMs are working on is getting that order to delivery time down so that if you do have to order a vehicle, it shows up in a, a reasonable amount of time and that'll help. Um, oh, definitely. That'll help, you know, help us to be out of stock fewer cars. Do you think, uh, any of the brands that you represent have been doing a better job of getting you guys cars than others? Like say is, is, you know, is Chrysler, you know, getting you more cars than Ford, like how, or, or are they kind of even like, how, how's that working? What's, what's been, uh, you know, it's, what's it's, your thought on it's that? pretty balanced right now between, between those two brands to, to be honest with you. I mean, I think what's tough is that everybody's sort of at the mercy of, different suppliers, you know, there's so many people in the chain and so many different suppliers that, that are required to, to get from A to Z in a vehicle. And so, you know, one week, mm. one week, there might be a shortage on something that, that's on the Ford side. And then next week, there could be something that, that's a shortage on the, on the Stellantis side. But I'd say, you know, I, th- I think both, both brands are pretty evenly matched right now. And, and yeah, you know, cars are, cars are flowing. So it, it's, it's been good to see. Well, that's good. So, so say someone comes to your dealership and you don't have the car they want on your lot and they order it and what's how long, I mean, obviously it depends on what vehicle they want, but um, what's generally the, the time frame of that until you, till you, till you get it. You know, to your point, it really does vary model line to model line, but I've seen vehicles order to delivery in, in less than four weeks. Um, oh, all right. Which is, is not, it's not bad. You know, I mean, that's yeah, not bad. No, not, not bad. That's pretty good. So four weeks. Yeah. I mean, I, and I think it'll get it. And that's obviously going to, going to get better and I, I guess the chip shortage that's getting better too right i mean it's not fixed yet but and i know we're building some plants here in the u.s because i you know pretty sure most of the chips were just coming out of taiwan for everything exactly yeah yeah you know to your point i think it'll continue to get better um the chip crisis has sort of eased 
Um, but I really love the fact that we are looking at, to build some plants here in the United States. And so we can just not be so heavily dependent on one region to, you know, I mean, they were right, exactly. not just automotive, but the entire electronics industry was dependent on, on those chips. That's what really happened with us is it, it wasn't that automakers were, the, the chips were there, but the demand soared during the pandemic for consumer electronics, for, for video games, for handheld devices, yeah, everything, you know, yeah. and, and the chips just got allocated differently. Um, so it's, it's good that we'll be in a spot where we're not as dependent on, on one region. Yeah. I, I mean, cars are basically driving computers, right? I mean, especially when you talk about EVs, you know, cars back in the day used to only have a few chips here and there, and now they can have hundreds. So the demand is still very high, but it's definitely uh, getting better, which is good. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I, I've heard this from some dealerships that I and dealer owners and people I've talked to that there's a there's been sort of a technician shortage. Are you seeing that affect your dealerships at all? And, and what do you think uh, is the reason for that? We are, you know, I mean, the fixed operations and services sort of the backbone of every dealership, and um, so I think we're all looking to, to grow our fixed operations business. Vehicles are becoming much more complex, um, so sometimes yeah. the work to fix them is a little bit more challenging. Uh, um, and, and there is a shortage. I mean, I honestly don't know any dealer you talk to who wouldn't hire several technicians today if they were in front of them, but. I think mm-hmm. because we're all in the same, we're all in the same spot. So every dealership across the country is looking to add techs. Um, and I think, you know, we've done a bad job as as an industry and as a country of really leaning into and, and focusing and promoting on uh the trades on 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 uh trade skills. And so I think there's just not enough yeah, recruiting people, people. There's not enough people going into the industry. Um I think that yeah. you know, so many people don't realize that techs actually make a really good living. And um it's 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 a not just a job it, it can be a career um so we need to do a better job of yeah. getting getting students into the pipeline i mean i know one of the things that we work on at at, at our stores and many of my fellow dealers do the same thing as apprenticeship programs and and getting people engaged and involved at the high school level and hoping that they continue along the path um to become certified technicians so we, we just we got to get more people in the in the funnel yeah i i, I it's, it's interesting that there isn't in uh a bigger interest now, I think, and maybe that's the re- maybe that's because there isn't the the right um, I don't know, I guess for lack of a better word promoting of it to get people recruited to do it. But you would think because cars are getting so complex and so you know technologically advanced and with EVs and everything, you think there would be more of an interest. It's not just like oh here's a car, it's got a transmission, it's got a, an engine. And you got to figure out how to fix the brakes and all this stuff and get your hands greasy and dirty. It's not necessarily that anymore, especially it comes to EVs, because then obviously you take out the, uh, you know, regular combustion engine when it comes to those. No, you're So, you know, you think kids being so tech savvy nowadays, they'd want to be like, oh, a car, you know, is basically a, you know, an EV essentially is a, is a rolling iPhone. Um, <laughs> and they need to figure out a way to get that interest um uh, uh, generated more. You're 100% right. We have to promote the fact that, you know, to your point, it's not just, you know, getting your hands dirty anymore. I mean, it's it's electrical work and it's it's computer programming. It's, it's computer work. Um, you know, these yeah. things are supercomputers. Um, and so really sort of getting that message out there and, and changing the perception of what it means to, to be a technician um, is going to be critical to, to us um, 
solving the problem. Yeah. Yeah. And I think getting more women involved in the industry is great. I was, uh, I was talking to someone on the show a while ago and, and they were, they were saying how they run a program to get more women involved in the automotive industry, uh, especially in the technician aspect. And I, I, you know, it's a male dominated industry. That's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just the way it happened over time. Um, but when it comes to technicians, uh, you know, bring in everybody who wants to learn, you know, no matter who Absol- they are. Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree with that sentiment more. Yeah, definitely. Bring them in, you know. <laughs> so so EVs, I, I always say I'd like to have both, right? I mean, I'm a car guy. I like the sound of a, of a real gas combustion engine. I like shifting. I like rowing my own gears. You know, hybrids are great, too, though. You know, that's a good, happy medium. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of supercars that are hybrid. Uh, what is What is your thoughts on... EVs dealership wise, are you planning eventually on having just an EV store or just a section in one of your dealerships that's EV? Or are you doing a whole build out that'll just be for electric vehicles? Uh, what do you think? It'll be interesting to see what happens and how you know how the market industry changes over the next you know handful of years. We are investing quite heavily in EV infrastructure across all my dealerships to support the sales of EV, and you know I think that sales volume will, will continue to go up. They're great cars. They're fun. I happen to to drive a um, a Mustang Mach E. Yeah, myself. what do you drive? A, yeah, the Mustang. Oh, nice. The, and I love nice. it. I mean, it's it's fun. It's quick. It's sporty. Great car. But to your point, I mean, there's something to be said about the sound of an engine and the power behind a traditional um, internal combustion car. So I don't think that they're going anywhere. I know all the brands are are they're still investing very heavily in. Um, we call them ice ice products, um, but the traditional cars. And so I, I don't think those are going away. I just think to your point, a lot of households will be split garages and they might have one EV and, and one ice car. Um, and I think that's great. I think optionality is great. And I when think you say ice internal combustion engine. Right? Yes, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, no, no, just, yeah just, just saying. But yeah, you're right. And I didn't mean to cut you off. Um, but yeah, I think having... Having both, especially if you live in a metro area, an EV is great for you. Like if you don't need to commute far and you're just going back and forth. And I mean, hey, a lot of people don't commute much anymore anyway, you know, because of COVID. Not It's not even a COVID thing anymore. It's just they realize, oh, people can work from home a couple of days and then go to the office a couple of days or whatever it is. So if you're not that far, an EV for your round trip is perfect, you know, and then for maybe longer trips with the kids, whatever it is, you have a hybrid or you have a you know, an ice car, an, an ice car, not a nice car, but a nice car. <laughs> that's a nice car. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think I, I think I think both are good. And then, and then, of course, you know, eventually if they go, you know, with hybrid, they want to do uh, hydrogen hybrid. So then you're still getting rid of, you know, fossil fuels, which is great. And the only byproduct of hydrogen coming out of your tailpipe is water. Exactly. So, Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And that's a, that's a good thing. And, and you'd, you'd still have an engine. It just, you know, won't be using gas. So it'll be interesting to see where everything goes, you know? Um, so I know a lot of manufacturers are saying they want to be, you know, full EV by like what 2030 or something, which I think is a little overzealous, a little too soon. I mean, plenty of people still love ice vehicles. So yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's very interesting to see what happens in the next uh, handful of years. It is, you know, it is. Things are changing so quick. Um, but to your point, you know, I think that full EV, uh, maybe that's not the direction I plan on going in. I'd love to be able to, to support both. I, I think <clears throat> I think there's a place for, for both of them in a portfolio. And so why not? Why, yeah, definitely. Why not sell both? Yeah, right. I mean, why not? Why not? And eventually, uh, 
you know, I, I do think eventually electric cars are going to have a, obviously a way longer range, which will be great too. But you know, there is that range anxiety and all that stuff that goes along with it. And you know, the day that there's charging stations that are just as available as gas stations and you could charge your car in the same amount of time it takes you to fill up a tank. Now we're talking. Exactly. That's when things are going to, you know what I mean? Which, and it's, it's, it's heading that direction. Um, Last last question before we get going. As a dealership owner, is there is there a solid piece of advice of something you have learned in the last few years, or just that you've learned in general? They'd like to impart on other dealership owners, CEOs, and folks that work at dealerships right now that you that you think is uh, uh, very important. You know, I think the biggest thing I've learned is that industry is changing so so quickly, and I think you know customers' expectations have changed. I think we have to do a better job of. It's not just about selling the car anymore. It really is about truly creating an experience for the customer. And I think the more Absolutely. you can lean into being experiential, both at the brand level and at the dealership level, the better off um, you're going to do. And so that's that's the biggest thing that I'm working on um, in my stores is really leaning into customer experience and, and creating sort of, you know, unique and memorable experiences for each and every one of our customers. Yeah, I, that, that's a good answer. I think that's, uh, you know, that's what you need to do. It's it's all about uh, giving, having a good experience and uh, you want a good experience when you go to a dealership and you want a new experience. You want a, a relatively quick experience. Uh, you want to get in that car and drive it out as fast as possible. Um, but um, yeah, I think you're, you're on the right path, man, and, and keep going. And uh, congratulations as well. I think uh, we're at somewhere that you're the president of national, this is a mouthful, president of the National Association of Minority Dealers Association Next Gen Group, I believe. Yeah, that uh, is, is, that, is that correct? That is, that's correct. That, and it is quite a, a mouthful, you, you, uh, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, but, but it is a great thing. Listen, I appreciate everything you're doing. And I'm sure the next time I talk to you, you'll have two or three more dealerships. So, you know, keep going, man. You're doing it. You're doing it right. That's for sure. Eddie, thanks so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. You got it, man. Anytime. Thank you. See ya. That was Eddie Hall III, the owner of Royal Oak Ford and the COO of Hall Automotive Group. For more information on Eddie and his dealership, head over to RoyalOakFordSales.com. But that will do it for this episode. Make sure you follow DNT on social media at Dealer News Today. I am your host, Derek D, DerekD.com for all my stuff. Thanks for listening, everybody. And until next time, this is Dealer News Today.